this is so Disney rope drop culture. This is yes. like, it's so funny, but it doesn't matter if you're like, you know, it, it has completely translated to the cruise line because everyone is so used to this. Like, I've got to be in line and I've got to be first in line. And yes, it's, it's yes. hilarious. It's hilarious. We were second or third in our group. Because <laughs> one, one lady just kept on edging. I'm like, why are you edging in? I'm, I'm in line. <laughs> But you know, she got in front of me. Like, okay, all right, it's fine. <laughs> I know. Because if if people don't know, they leave at least half the passengers behind. So you want to be really pressed up against <laughs> the rope, or force yourself on because they just may go. Uh, the ship just starts moving. <laughs> everybody to this week's episode of the DCL Duo podcast brought to you by My Path Unwinding Travel and Sam we got another five star review to read on the air this one again coming from December December was a month for us so I hope <laughs> These you're ready are really old I am really ready but I'm always excited to hear positive stuff about myself so thank you <laughs> <laughs> She's, she is not megalomaniacal I swear all right here we go this one comes from Ray runs for R-A-E runs for who writes just keeps getting better and better. Love listening to Sam and Brian and their guests. I am planning to sail for the first time in 2023 and their episodes have made it so much easier to learn about the different ships and itineraries. Thank you for all that you do. Well, 2023 is almost over. So this reviewer probably already sailed. If not, we hope you have a fantastic sailing and we really, really appreciate you leaving the review. It helps us out. It helps support the show. So head over to Apple Podcasts hit those five stars. If you leave us a written review, we will read it on the air at the top of the show, a written five-star review at the top and of the I show. Hope, and I hope Ray runs that you enjoyed our Galactic Star Cruiser episode since we did get to see Ray on the Star Cruiser. So pretty there cool. There you go. There you go. But we're not here to talk all about ourselves and our fabulous show. We're here to talk to two fabulous guests all about a first-time Disney Cruise Line sailing aboard one of our favorite ships, and our first ship, actually, the Disney yep. Fantasy. So let me start by welcoming Karsh and Haral to the show. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for being here, guys. Now, of course, we like to start with talking about people's Disney Cruise Line credentials, but we know this was your first cruise on Disney. So let's start by talking about your Disney credentials. Where does your love, or maybe not love, of Disney come from? And where did that all start? And have you sailed any other cruise lines prior to this sailing on DCL? You can go first. Sure. So absolute virgins to <laughs> any ships. We've never been on any ships at all. The closest we've been on anything that goes on a on the water is a catamaran <laughs> in Hawaii. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> so, um, that's about it. So yeah, first time you know, in, on the ship at Disney, Disney Cruise Line. The love for Disney really comes from him, from Karsh. His mom is a Disney fanatic. When they first moved from India to California, she, I feel like she would take Karsh to Disney because she wanted to go. <laughs> she absolutely loves Mickey and Minnie. She will go gaga over any time she sees anything Mickey and Minnie. So that's where the love really comes from, like from my in-laws. And then it's been passed over and and then it comes to him. <laughs> yeah, I, I went to Disneyland so many times. My uh, parents were the first family or first of their family to to come to the States. So once they were established here and family came over, 
every, I think at least twice a year, someone came over and they said, let's go to Disneyland. Yeah. I mean, where do you take, if you live in California and you've got, you know, tourists coming to visit from India, where else do you take them? But Disneyland, right? I don't know. One of the many national parks in (laughs) beach. I mean, there are plenty of places to visit if you've never been to the United States, but (laughs) here, here, I would, Disneyland would make the list, but (laughs) And then once my dad got tired of Disneyland, he said, okay, it's your job now. So you're the, you're the man of the house. You, you do it. So it was was my job to take all the, all the family and everything so it's just it's just deeply rooted in me just love everything yeah. Disney. and um, in fact once we got married and he took me over to california to i mean sorry engaged and mm-hmm. took me over to california and our one of our first dates was in disney disney yeah love it I yeah, love it's it. a blue bayou yeah it's a great ambiance classic yeah great ambiance so we, we, we had a great time yeah, under the stars, the boats exactly. going by, fireflies and everything, <laughs> the water. Yeah, the yeah. Creme, the creme brulee. Yes, there you go. Best. But after that, we didn't do Disney for a while, and then we went to Disney World in 2018. Went to Disney World from here, and we loved it. And went again in 2019 and then 2021. Yeah. And and this year I turned 40. So I thought I want to do something big. So I was looking at cruises and I thought Disney Cruise has to be the way. And yeah, I thought, okay, I, I know I've listened to Sam and Brian say for newcomers, you should try the three night, four night, you know, you know, dip your toes. But I thought, you know what? I'm going to go all out <laughs> and do a seven night. And if I, don't, if I don't like it, at least I did it all. And then that was it. So to, to yeah. be fair, we never discourage the longer sailing. I mean, if you want to dive into a 14 night cruise, more power to you. I will say you do 14 nights on a ship and love it. It's hard to go back to a seven night sailing. But so, but, but so yeah. let me interrupt right there and say, I am glad our eight year old, almost nine year old does not listen to your show. <laughs> we, came, we came back and all she'll now say is, when are we going on a 14 night? I need a 14 night cruise. We I have need. I'm like, where are you getting this from? Like, can we just say, like, can we go on another cruise versus let's do a 14 night? And we're like, you can't go on a 14 night anyway because you're in school. <laughs> you're in school all the time. Yeah, my, my father has a saying that I carry with me to this day. Need is a strong word. Want, yes. want. you might want something, but you don't always need it. Yeah, so. To be but, fair, yes, Brian's but, dad likes to sail on 14 night cruises when he does sail but, on cruises. But, but Sam, he needs it. He needs it. <laughs> But yeah, we don't, but, but to go back to my point, if you're apprehensive about sailing, we definitely encourage three, four night sailings. If you've got seasickness issues, that's a good one. Small children who you weren't sure are going to work out, like that's also a good rule of thumb. But hey, first sailing for us was seven nights on the fantasy with DCL. Actually, my first cruise was actually at least seven nights on Celebrity a long time ago, but seven nights on the fantasy. The story is sound, sounding eer- eerily familiar, Sam, a 40th birthday cruise yep. on the fantasy. Does that remind you of anyone you know? <laughs> yes, it sounds exactly the same as Brian, actually. <laughs> Only we left the kid at home, just to be yeah. fair, oh, for the wow. first cruise. Yeah. So. That would have been something else. It would have been something else, but you know what? We made so many memories. It was crazy. Like... We were able to use both the nursery because we have we had a she was almost two almost two year old, and then with our eight year old, and it was great because we could put the almost two year old in the nursery and then go watch a movie with the eight year old, or go do you know something else that she wanted to and stuff like that. It was it was great. It was like we made memories with each of them individually, 
And then we went and done, we went and did some adult stuff together. Like we did a mixology class and then we went to the amazing restaurants. I can't even, I can't even, <laughs> I can't even say how great. Slow down. Let's not spoil it all. All right. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, just, just that, like, I know people say like, oh, if I was going to do this, I'd leave the kids at home. But because of the age gap we have between mm-hmm. the kids, we feel like our older one, we've had to kind of set back so much that now we're just like, okay, you know what? We're all in. We're all going to do this. Whether you like it or not, we're going to go all in. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. So how did you then settle on this seven night itinerary on the fantasy? And did you do Eastern or did you do Western Caribbean? So we did the Eastern and the reason why we chose that, the reason why I chose that, I did all the planning. So the reason why I chose that, was, it was it was right after, I think it was a week and a half or so after Aria, our eight-year-old, got up out of school. And I wanted to um, get in before July because I just wanted to avoid the heat. Ooh. So that yeah. was like the right That's time. A good call. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, he did go back and forth with the Eastern and Western for a while mm-hmm. um, and then eventually settled on the Eastern. And I think it was, I mean, again, there's nothing to compare, but I think it was a fantastic first cruise. Like, I don't know that I would actually change anything about no. it. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. yeah. Awesome. Now, how'd you go about picking your stateroom? So, I looked at everything and I thought, you know, we have um, we have two kids and the two-year-old is a runner and she is so rambunctious. She's, she needs space. So I looked at the deluxe family room, oh, the, the deluxe veranda room, and I thought it's not big enough. I just 300 extra square feet, I think, with the deluxe family room. So let's just get that. And it was the best choice. Uh, it was it was great. It was we had her her crib next to um, the sofa and there was a lot of of space between the crib and the the glass door so there was just a lot of space around so it was just like a good choice for us and and overall even if we left her outside of the crib to be free in the room it's it didn't feel like we were all kind of you know getting on top of each other Mm -hmm. there was still enough room for everyone to just be comfortable spread out a little yeah right yeah yeah It's a great room choice. So let's talk about some of the pre-planning. Obviously, you had to pick a room. But one big thing that we, you know, we talk about in the show is, you know, onboard activity booking, right? So you all were first-time cruisers, and you're talking about a seven-night on the fantasy. Um, Were you able to book anything, you know, in pre-booking? And and I mean anything on board as far as, you know, drink tastings, adult dining, and even excursions, because that can be, you know, pretty difficult. I know there's been a lot of chatter online about, you know, particularly for first time cruisers and even for silver castaway club members that it's gotten kind of difficult now with so many platinum and so many pearl cruisers out there. Right. So when I, so at midnight, that that was, that was such a pain, but I checked in and I was able to, I was sorry, check-in was later, but at midnight that day, I was able to log on pretty quickly and um, I got the Remy first night, so that was great. I know I, I was I was thinking of doing Remy the second or third night, but it was taken. So first night it was available, to, so I took that. Had that did not have a mixology at that time. They didn't have much um, on board at the time available. The only castaway 
I was able to book um, the the Stingray one. So so that was that was good. And then I was also I think at that time you booked the um, the nursery. So I was able to do that as well. What was what, so the book? Not what much else that first yeah. night. I mean that yeah. first uh, time it opened, we yeah. you know we weren't able to do as much because funny thing is he was sitting in the office with the computer and I was on my phone and we were both logged on to see whatever we can get. Yes. Perfect strategy. You yeah. gotta, you have to double team that. I got it sure. from you guys, actually. Yeah. All right. Good. <laughs> People have learned something from us. If you've learned anything. If you've got two adults or as many adults are in your yes. sailing party, you all yeah. need to be on a device yeah. because if you're trying to get multiple things, one of you can be tasked with getting one thing and the other can be tasked with getting the other thing. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, you got the, no, I got the bike ride. You got the bike ride we did get the bike ride and cast away and then i mean there was some stuff that we were looking but it was so one of the things that we found out is they said or somewhere we read that the nursery only gives you a certain amount of hours Mm -hmm. discard that i tell you that right now Oh yeah, we heard only for pre for pre booking they limit the number of hours, but then on board they'll let you book essentially whatever you want as right. long as they yeah. right. And we didn't right? know that they didn't say that anywhere. Yeah, so we every and anything that was coming up because we were like, oh, we can do this with our with Aria, our eight year old, or we can do this, or we can do that. And then he was like, no, we we want to make sure that we keep some hours for when we're on board in case something else opens up and stuff like that. So we were kind of going back and forth in terms of what we wanted to book. But Remy was great that he got it for that first mm-hmm. night. And I think going back to that, I would definitely say for any first time goers, at least, because the ones that go multiple times have their own strategy. But at least the first time, I would definitely say that first night of that couple dining, the adult dining is fantastic because, you know, you, depending on what you've done, right, whether you've traveled for two, three days to get there or whether you got there the morning of, it is such a fantastic way to unwind. Like you drop the kids off at the club, no matter what age they are, you know, your club or the nursery. And then that first night, just to be able to relax and just to be able to be with each other and just to kind of be like, it's our moment. Like this is where it starts. Like I would definitely recommend that for the first time cruises. It was, I mean, I would say that was like the highlight of it. Like it was just the right way to start the cruise. Oh, I love that. That's great. Now, as far as feeding the kids, let's talk about this just from a logistic standpoint, right? Because if you're eating at adult dining, whether it's the first night or any other night, what was your strategy for making sure that the eight-year-old and the almost two-year-old got fed, right? Because you're not going to be sitting at main dining with them. Right. right. Pull, deck, pull deck dining and then uh, yes. room service. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So when we got on board, we hit Cabanas. Cabanas, Cabanas well, yeah. was uh, like opening or just about open. And so we had them like eat as much as possible, you know, whatever. And then we had like a gap of a, a few hours. A few hours. And then we obviously couldn't go to our restaurant dining Oh, what I guess. Yeah, we're uh, uh, rotational dining. Yeah. So we couldn't go to that for various reasons. Like we didn't want to rush the servers. Like, oh, we've got something. So can you hurry up and bring our food? Because that's not fair. But also like then the kids are interested in the restaurant and they want to take their time and things like that. So we went back upstairs to the pool area and found like 
pizza and fries and whatever we could there and made sure that they were all full again and then took advantage of the ice cream like you know the oh yeah the, the soft serve oh yeah yeah but also like with incentive like giving the incentives of if you finish this you can have this and just making sure that they were full so that was nice yeah definitely there was definitely enough options to make sure your kids are fed yes definitely yeah Great. I love that. Well, and I think the first night adult dining is a great pointer in general because it is something that people tend to not want to do. I I can understand if you're a little bit worried about whether or not your kid is going to go to the kids club, but if you're pretty confident that your kids are going to go to the kids club, nursery, whatever, I think it's a great recommendation. We have done first night, actually on our most recent cruise, we did the first night in Palo and sent Nathan, well, we gave him a hamburger and then sent him to the kids club. Or actually, I think he got a hamburger himself this time, finally. So mm-hmm. we're, we're kind of at that stage where he's a little bit more independent. He, so He did that on the last sailing too, where we've been able to tell him, yeah. like, you need to go get yourself dinner and go get it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, I think that's a great, I think that's a great tip. If you're pretty confident that your kid is going to be okay with going to the club, if not, then maybe the first night's a little bit risky if you're going to get called, oh, you need to pick up your kids <laughs> yeah. from the kids club. <laughs> but let's back up a little bit because we've now jumped ahead to the first night, but we haven't even talked about your arrival at Port Canaveral. You're going through the check-in process at Port Canaveral and you're boarding the beautiful Disney fantasy for the first time. Uh, First of all, I know you're coming from Maryland, but did you come down the day of your cruise, the day before or a couple days before? What was your strategy there? No, I have to tell you that. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) So we had no idea that this was going to happen. However, whether it ever happens to anyone or not, I would say always, always, always do this, right? So spend a couple of nights, even if it's one night, at Disney World Resort. You don't have to get the park tickets. You don't have to do any of that. Just get a resort. We were there for a couple of nights. Three nights. We were three nights at the, at, at the Poly. Yeah. We got it, picked up from there. But, yeah, yeah, but so we were there. And we, in fact, we ended up going to the park and doing the whole whole thing anyway. But the great thing was when we got there, literally a few hours later or the next day, there was like crazy storms and hurricanes and whatever on the East Coast. And so we're watching because we're on the Facebook group and people from our group and also like our FE group and stuff like that. Everyone was complaining people's flights were getting canceled. They didn't know if they would make it. People drove 22 to 24 hours to get to get down there. And I think like, that's a crazy, I mean, obviously you're going to try and make your, your cruise, but that's crazy. Like imagine the amount of stress that's on you. And then if you've got kids and especially if they're younger, as well. you know, you're spending all that time in the, in the, in the a car. car with them. Yeah. That's just that sounds awful. Yeah, it, it and then we felt so horrible for for a lot of the folks that were coming down. Mm-hmm. So one piece of advice I would say, just whether this happens or not, just get yourself to a resort and relax. Like let that be your first day to start your vacation. Like relax mm-hmm. there. You don't have to do anything. Just kind of get into that mood of okay, this is when it starts. Because once you're there, you know. In an hour, you will get to your ship. No matter what happens, you will get to your ship. Right. You're inside the Disney bubble, so you're kind of safe. Yeah. And that's what we did. So that morning, so we, we spent three nights at the Poly. 
And then Saturday morning, we I had made the mistake of booking Ohana breakfast. But I didn't know that it would take a long time. So, and we would be, get picked up early because they didn't give us a specific time. Oh, yeah. Those darn character breakfasts are like yeah. the slowest and things ever. Yeah. We were at the breakfast and I, 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 was, I was told I had to go down to the lobby and then meet the, the DCR rep. And I did. And she said, all right, be ready in 15 minutes. My like, 15 minutes, we're having breakfast. So I, I went, I, I called her and I said, we need to go. <laughs> so, we just made sure the kids were fed and we grabbed a couple of quick things, yeah. you know, coffee to go and a couple of slices of toast or whatever. Oh. And ran to the room. We didn't enjoy the breakfast. We didn't yeah, and you paid for that expensive oh, character yeah. breakfast. Was, oh. We didn't enjoy it. But, okay. but, but it, it is lesson learned. Yeah, lesson you know? learned. We know now. We know. And, and again, something that we can we can pass on, pass on to, to the listeners that don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. Just do that. keep just... it relaxing, keep it stress-free, mm-hmm. eat whatever you can, and then just make sure you get to your cruise. Yeah. yeah. If you're food. taking private transportation, not DCL transportation, you definitely can do a character breakfast and have plenty of time and all of that because you'll end up with a later boarding time. Mm-hmm. But if you want to get on the ship early and you want to take DCL transportation, which is really, frankly, the best way to get on the ship early if you're not a like pearl cruiser or a concierge. Yeah. Although, although I don't want to guarantee that we have heard like recently, it's a great way, but from resorts in the past, it has been a very slow way and people have labeled it kind of painful, especially if in multiple stops, they picked up later. Like I think there's been a, I think there's been a shift in the resort transportation of late. And I think it corresponds to the new vendor who's taken over the transportation from mirrors. So, so it seems better now, but I wouldn't label it the be all end all (laughs) of early port arrival. The, The earliest port arrival that I've, that we've had success with is using the transportation from the airport. True, so I actually true. always think it's not a bad setup mm-hmm. to fly in, stay at the Hyatt MCO for a fraction of what it would cost to stay on property at Disney. They have that luggage transfer service at the MCO where they just basically, the Hyatt MCO, where they just come and get your luggage out of your room, put it on a truck, you'll see it on the ship mm-hmm. later, and you board a Disney bus. And if you're on the first you know, first bus or second bus, you are well ahead of the rest of the people getting right. to the port. So, yeah. But then you can't eat at Ohana. And Ohana has <laughs> no, great food either. for dinner, at <laughs> least, right? So, I'm saving myself for chicken fingers and fries once I get I on board. Know, so. I know. I feel you. I feel you. All I right. think one of, the, one of the things that was positive for us in that sense was because we were at the Poly. And I think Poly is one of the last resorts to get picked, I don't, I don't. At least where at, at our time we were, yeah. the, we were the last. Like from Holly, yeah. uh, we went straight to the port. So yeah. mm-hmm. it took about an hour. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. We had heard from some other folks who did the same thing. Went from Polly, and they had said that I think the only other resort that was picked up from was from Grand Floridian, but Grand Floridian was picked up before them. And so they were also the last last mm-hmm. stop before headed to the port. Okay, so you're on the. Disney Cruise Line bus yeah. with your two-year-old and your eight-year-old, and you come, you're coming over that causeway, yeah. and you see the Disney Fantasy for the first time. I don't know if the kids saw it, you saw it, who saw it first. I think she saw it first. <laughs> oh, her all, you saw and it first. She pointed out to me, and, I, and my eyes just went wide. I'm like, and I just started, you know, my my insides just started fluttering. I'm like, yeah. this is real. <laughs> this is, it's so it's so big. It, it's it's so real. Yeah. And it got closer and closer. It got bigger and bigger. And yeah, it was just it was just surreal. I'm like, this is happening. This is happening. Yeah. It's happening. I've been I've been thinking about this for almost a year. 
and it's happening. It's finally happening. I I had different feelings, right? So I'm seeing it, I'm seeing and and everything, and I'm noticing the little details. I don't think you could see the see Dumbo from that side. I, I think no. we, we could just see Mickey, and we're like, okay, it's there, whatever. But for me, it didn't feel like, oh my god, this ship is huge until yeah. a lot later. Like for yeah. me, it just felt like. Okay, it's there because then, you know, you, you get there and it's like you're kind of seeing it and it's a little distant and then you, you get in and you get off and then it's just into the building and then all of that stuff starts and then you just don't see the ship until you're on it. So for me, I'll say a lot later, but I'll tell you how I felt when I was closer to the ship. Love it. Okay. So how did the boarding process go? You know, you obviously have to do your check-in, you go through security, you, you know, have to wait in the terminal maybe for a little bit before you get to board. But how was that process? Was it smooth? I mean, you're out of Port Canaveral, so I imagine it's fairly smooth. It's certainly in general smoother than it is at most of the other ports, but how are you guys feeling about the experience? It was very smooth. We got off the bus and I think someone told me, dump all the water from your water bottles in the grass. And I said, okay. And then everyone was rushing in and I thought, I, w- I need to be in the f- in the front of the line. I need to rush. And ru- so I ran to the grass. Or um, and We had made the mistake of filling all our water bottles. So I had to you know, untap <laughs> them individually, oh, yeah. drain them out. And I was just stressed out. I'm like, why is this happening to me? <laughs> <laughs> so, and then I finally ran in and a lot of the group from the from the bus had already kind of gone in. Mm-hmm. Then when it came our turn, it was very quick. I think less than two minutes, maybe. Oh, and then we were at the security. They We put our bag and we went through and then we were going up the escalator and saw saw the ship model. Yeah. And then, yeah, that big sort of room, like where everyone just kind of gathers and you're waiting until they start opening things up. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that room also, like, even though there were so many people, it didn't feel like it was overly crowded. Like a two-year-old was running crazy. She was running everywhere. everywhere. But you know. Like two-year-olds too. I love it. Yeah. (laughs) But it was so nice. Like no one was like, you know, sometimes in airports and stuff, like the staff get you know upset or whatever like oh my god this kid or whatever but it it was nice like no one did that like they would just make sure that she wasn't running off the escalators or something Mm -hmm. but yeah i mean it was very spacious there was just a lot of people there and i'll tell you one thing fomo is very real (laughs) with dc it is so it starts from the minute you get off that coach from your transportation as soon as you get off like he said you know people are rushing in yeah and then he yeah (laughs) Yeah. so yeah with every every single day fomo is very real with with a dcl yeah Yeah. so like when when boarding group one is getting called you're like longing to be in boarding group one right or when concierge is getting to board you're like longing to be in concierge yeah i totally get that yeah before boarding group one it was another group i forgot what it was it was the the family of the day oh yeah family of the day yep yeah and then boarding one group one and I saw a line and I thought, why, why is there a line and I'm not in it? So I stood in the line and someone from the DCL, they, they, they were walking 
next to line and asking, what group are you? And I said, I'm in group two. And they said, oh, no, this is for group one. I'm like, okay. I just took a small step to the side. I'm like, I'm not getting too far yeah. away from this. <laughs> this is so Disney rope drop culture. This is yes. like, it's so funny, but it doesn't matter if you're like, you know, it it has completely translated to the cruise line because everyone is so used to this. Like, I've got to be in line yeah. and I've got to be first in line. And it's, yes. it's yeah. hilarious. It's hilarious. And we were second or third in our group. In our group. Because <laughs> one, one lady just kept on edging. I'm like, why are you edging in? I'm, I'm in line. But, you know, she got in front of me. I'm like, okay, all right, it's fine. <laughs> I know. Because if, if people don't know, they leave at least half the passengers behind. So you want to be really pressed up against <laughs> the wall or force yourself on because they just may go. And the ship just starts moving. <laughs> You're hilarious. <laughs> Gotta run. Hey, wait, can I step back and just say something about the water so that people don't get the wrong idea about the water? So you are allowed to bring water on board a Disney Cruise Line and through security, but only if it's in a factory sealed bottle. So you you can have like your Dasani or your Aquafina or Avion or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. It just can't be like your own, per- your personal water bottle needs to be emptied. It's just, they only allow factory sealed because they don't want you bringing on bottles of vodka in water bottles. That's really what they're protecting mm-hmm. against or explosive liquids or anything like that. So mm-hmm. just a tip right there in case anybody's misunderstanding about why they had to spill out their water bottles. <laughs> okay. So you are in the terminal. Group two finally gets called. You go across the, I don't know what they call that thing, but the ramps. Causeway? Yeah. Ca- maybe. And I don't know. Ca- well, Causeway I think of as a road, but you go, you go through, you know what I'm talking about. You go through yeah. the little, the the thing to get across into the ship. Let's call it a gangway, actually. Gangway. 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 Yeah, yeah, that's gangway. it. Okay. So you go across that gangway to get into the ship and tell me what happens as you're about to enter the ship. So you know how in that room, right, right before boarding, you feel so claustrophobic because now people are coming in slowly and there's just this, you feel like there's this little doorway that's going to let one person in at a time, although it's not like that, but it feels like that, right? And you feel like, okay, I need to get through that door, like, because it's going to be jam-packed on the other side. You get in and it is so majestic that all those people that have gone in before you, it's like, you don't even see them. where are they? Where, where, where did this people, where they go? what hole did this people go <laughs> yes, down? Where? Like, is it just us? We're the only ones on this ship that it seriously feels that way. Like, you know, cause you see all these people, you're like, I'm not going to get anything and I need to get in and it's just going to be crazy. Like, I won't get to do anything, but you get in and it's just like, it's all for you. It's you, you, you. Like, that's all it feels like. Like, you don't even notice all these other people there. It doesn't even feel that crowded. It just feels so big and so majestic and so beautiful. Very intimate. Oh, even though it was, like, big and just, like, like elegant and everything. But, yeah, it's very, like, intimate feel to it, I, I thought. And especially when they, they asked us, you know, for our last name and we said Patel family. And they called our our name. Yeah, I tried Disney for- Fantasy. Welcome the Patel family, yeah. Yeah. and then everybody's and clapping for you. I tried to record it, but then I messed up on my phone. I'm like, that's great. That's, that's <laughs> wonderful. But, You'll get it next time. Don't worry. Next Don't worry, Carl. She'll get it next time. I didn't get it our first time. I didn't get it our second time. I didn't get. It. I, <laughs> I have. I have now gotten it. It's even was on Instagram recently. One of our boardings, you know, where our family name was announced, and I love that moment. I know that there are some people who are like, "Meh, it's fine, whatever." Mm-hmm. I think it's a great moment. I will say it's not as good on the wish because nobody's clapping. But oh, that's an yeah. aside. Yeah. So if you go on the wish, like. 
it's a little bit of a wah wah when it happens. Um, (laughs) But it is a beautiful atrium. It's the Grand Hall is even grander than what you're describing Mm -hmm. all on the Disney fantasy. Okay, so you get on the ship, you're announced, you're all excited. Where do you go? So we had a plan. Okay. Uh, I, so we split. So she went to Cabanas, C- Cabanas, yeah. and I went up to Sensei Spa because I knew I wanted to book something. I wasn't able to book something. I was able to book Couples Choice, and I really wanted that. And so yeah. I got into the elevator in the lobby, and yeah. the door closed, and I, it was just me in the elevator, and I did a little teehee. <laughs> I'm like, I'm actually here. You're here. And went up and then I asked one of the cast members, I'm like, where, where's, where's census? And I found it and I was, I still was not able to book couple's choice, but there was a couple's romantic hideaway, which is oh, yeah. close enough. Yeah. So book that for day two or day three. And, and then after that, once I was done with that, I, I know you don't like, you know, the rainforest, all that. You but, know what? Brian loves the rainforest. I know, I know he does. It's just not my thing. I'm okay with, you know, uh, to each his own. I don't judge. It's just not my thing. But, but it's the thing for her. Yeah. Like, she doesn't like it. She doesn't yeah. like it. Like, we, so, we, so, so I got it for both of us. And they, their thing was you have to get it for all seven days. Yeah, that's the one thing. Yeah, it's a bummer that there are some ships that are allowing you to do single day passes, but you have to go in the morning of the day you want and hope that there's actually availability. Mm. So if you sell a lot of length of cruise passes, they probably won't sell you any single day passes. It's probably just dependent upon how much they sell. But okay, so you get the length of cruise pass. Yeah, and then I go down. Well, I I ask her where where you are, and she said in she's in Cabana. So I went down. I went to the wrong side. Side of cabanas and yeah. I, I couldn't find her I'm like okay this place is huge yeah found her finally and they had just started serving lunch mm-hmm. so oh, we ate yeah. sorry go ahead i so before we before the kids and i went to cabanas one thing i did do was head to the concierge and just make sure that we have the the crib that was going to come to the room okay. they have everything you know set up like they already know but I felt like we just had to double check that, especially because it was getting to off the afternoon time and we possibly wanted to put the two-year-old down for a nap just because we knew the evening was going to get hectic. Yep. Yeah. So, so you had to do guest services then, right? Sorry. Yeah. Guest services. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And so get, even though they knew it was nice to go to them and talk to them about it and that just expedited the, the delivery yeah, the, a little quicker for us. I mean, it would have come eventually, but sure. because we needed it. So it did that. And then, yeah, we found, we went up and found cabanas and I think the girls were just like, what is going on? Oh, we didn't tell, obviously not the two-year-old, but we didn't tell the eight-year-old. We told her that after we're done with Disney World, we're heading back home. Oh, my goodness. Oh, so she didn't know you were going on a Disney cruise ship. So where did she think you were going? And when did you tell her you were going on a cruise? When she saw the ship. (laughs) Oh, so on the bus. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Because she thought the whole time we were on the bus, she thought we were going home. That's an airport, right. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh my goodness. What did she think? What was her reaction? I can't believe you did this. Wow. She had a little delayed reaction. She had a delayed reaction. She was looking at it and, yeah. and I'm like, Aria, nothing? Nothing? Yeah. No reaction on your face? And then it just built up, built up. Yeah, built and up. then she wouldn't stop like gyrating. She's just like, yeah, just like oh, oh, 
every few minutes. Yeah. Like, okay, here it is. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh, we did go to the, the open house. Yes, we open took house. the girls to the open house for, for the, the clubs. clubs. Yeah, and how did that go? Were they enamored with the with the clubs and the nursery, or were they nervous about it? I mean, they're you know the eight year old is kind of the perfect age, I think, for the kids club. That's kind of the sweet spot yeah. in my mind. Anything between like seven to ten is like kind of the perfect age for the kids club. Not to say that younger kids can't do well. They really can. It just depends on how independent your kid is. I think it is a little overwhelming for certain three to five-year-olds. That club can be really overwhelming. Other three to five-year-olds are perfectly fine in the kids club. I imagine the, the nursery is a little bit different because the nursery, they get a lot of one-on-one attention. It really is more like a, you know, more like a child care than a club, right? So yeah, what, was their, what were their impressions or could you really tell at that point what their impressions were? So we went to the Oceaneers Club first, mm-hmm. and both of them had a great time. They were running around. Um, we have we have a few pictures of our two year old standing next to Mr. Potato Head, and which we're going to use like in the future. Like we'll stand her next to it. <laughs> oh yeah, I love and, that. You know, and see her grow. Exactly. See her next to Mr. Potato Head, and see how exactly. much bigger she becomes. In Mr. Hopefully, they never get rid of him. So we we always have you know have that. <laughs> But I um, know she loved it. Uh, I, I mean, I, it was kind of sad that she wasn't going to be there, just going to be the nursery, because she would have loved it. Like, she really loved it. And the yeah. staff was really great with her being there. Obviously, there are older kids, like that four- and five-year-olds who have their careless play, but the staff was really good watching her, which was, again, it's something they didn't have to do because it was open house, but they were very, very accommodating of that. And they were watching her on that sort of that disco dance floor. The one in the oh, middle. yeah. Yeah. The colorful one. Yeah. So she was having the, the just a ball in there, just running around, enjoying that. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. And your eight-year-old, how did she feel about the kids club? Let, let's talk first open house, but also how did she enjoy the kids club more more generally? Because obviously she was going there that first night and, and kind of needed to be okay with being there. Right? <laughs> so she obviously loved the, the open house, but because it was an open house and I guess because of still somewhat COVID restrictions has brought things into place they didn't have a whole lot of stuff out yeah they don't during open house have like anything out i think because they're thinking things will walk out of the club with Mm. people Mm. versus when they're in secure mode they have out all you know all the ipads and they have out games and things like that it is kind of an empty space when it's open house hours yeah 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 so she was intrigued by that like what is to come like we were going through all the different rooms i think there was the the star wars sort of star wars area. area and then there was the doctor strange and avengers area the, the toy, story, toy story room and then just some of the princess areas where they do all the drawing and stuff so she was intrigued like what's gonna happen there so she was excited to go do that and she gets to be her own person, right? There's no mom and dad watching over, don't do this and do this. So right. overall, she was excited to go back that night. And oh, again, it was a lot about her versus don't do this because we got to make sure the two-year-old has this or whatever. Right. So she was going to have her own time. With a lot of freedom for her, definitely. Yeah, yeah awesome. so she enjoyed going mm-hmm. back. And every night, like characters were just going in there constantly. Like they had pajama parties with Minnie 
And then I think there was a couple of princesses that came. Yeah. The soldiers from Toy Story were there. You know, there's all these characters that were just constantly coming and meeting them. So they had that, or she had that very personalized one-on-one attention from the characters. Oh, I love actually that. got really jealous one time because it said a C-3PO was going to be there. And oh, yeah. And I asked Harold, I'm like, can I go? And she said, no, you can't go. I just want to go see C-3PO. And she said, no, it's not for you. I'm like, all right, fine. Oh, yeah. You know, there are some things that are just exclusive for the kids. You know, yeah. it, it is nice when they have some open house time, in particular in the mornings that you can bring the toddler in, in particular to Andy's room for the mm-hmm. most part. But yeah, the, that club is really, it's kind of a bummer because there's fun stuff that adults might want to do in there. Yeah, it's, just yeah, not, exactly. it's not available. One well, thing I did get to do was there was this kind of like an open house and I was able to take Arya. Oh, it was at the open house, actually. And Jesse was going to come. So I was able to take oh, our nice. eight-year-old to see Jesse and take pictures with her. Oh, I love that. All right. Well, let's jump off the ship a little bit and we'll go we'll come back on to the ship to talk about onboard activities that you all got up to through the course of the cruise because you did have a couple of sea days but i want to talk a little bit about the ports and what you all got up to at ports whether you ended up doing disney excursions or whether or not you ventured out on your own or booked through a third party but let's so let's start with the ports i'm imagining you went to tortola Mm -hmm. st thomas and castaway but tell me if i'm wrong that's correct. That's correct. That's correct. Yeah. All right. Okay. So that's the standard. And the reason I say imagine that is the standard Eastern Caribbean itinerary. There are times where there's a different port that gets, you know, mixed in there, but those are the three that are the most common for the Eastern itinerary. So, and I imagine I got the order probably right too, right? You did. Yes. Thomas. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is this, is this your own personal test? <laughs> yeah, I am. I'm actually, I am testing my memory to see. They, like, they, like I said, they sometimes, that is the regular itinerary but there are sometimes differences in, in, you know, in itineraries here and there. Hey, DCL Duo fans, you know, we get the question all the time, should I use a travel agent to book my next Disney cruise or should I just book with Disney directly? And I'm going to tell you, if you have that question in the back of your mind right now, you should stop what you're doing and head over to mypathunwinding.com slash DCL Duo. The folks over at My Path Unwinding provide an amazing service. They are so knowledgeable and so friendly. We rely on them ourselves to book our family vacations and they provide an amazing service. And the best part is you don't pay anything extra for it. Disney, other tour providers, and other cruise lines have built the cost of their commission into their pricing. So if you're booking directly, you are just paying that money back to the provider when you could be spending it on the kind of service you would get from My Path Unwinding Travel. You've heard from their agents on our show. They are so knowledgeable, so giving of their time. They know so much about Disney Cruise Line, Sailing Concierge, other cruise lines, other all-inclusive vacations and adventures by Disney that if you have a vacation in mind, they are the ones to book it for you. So again, head over to mypathunwinding.com slash DCL duo so they know we sent you their way thanks my path unwinding for sponsoring the show and with that back to our episode what did you guys get up to in tortola and what you know did you book something through dcl or not so i tried to book um the virgin well first it was the the joss van dyke um, beach first and it was it was booked out and then there was the john the the, the beach transfer uh, available but then it was at a time where our two-year-old would need a nap so i thought well that's not good enough 
Oh, um, so like right in the middle of the afternoon right for just an afternoon. In, yeah. So you wouldn't get like the full day at Joss Van Dyke exactly. anyway. Yeah. yeah. So I thought, okay. So I was, I was just looking things up and I read that the Virgin Gorda tour would be, would be amazing because there's part of it that's, that's hiking as well. And being from California, I've, I've hiked a lot and into like national parks and stuff. So I really wanted to do some hiking and see some things that normally you would not see. So I, I really want to do that. But then, of course, I was booked out. So I just researched it and I found out it's going to be way cheaper if we do it on our own and we can control when we can go. Mm-hmm. So sure. we got, once we, once we docked, we, we, we were having breakfast as it was docking. And we were, we were ready. Like we, ready we had everything ahead. set and we were having breakfast. So mm-hmm. as soon as it would dock, we would be done to just get out of the ship. Right. We, we came down and we walked to the ferry terminal and it's like I think 10 minutes away walk. It was a, a 10 minute walk. Got there and got on the ferry. It was about half an hour boat ride. Mm-hmm. And it started to get hot. That, it was there was a heat wave going on, and it was extremely hot. And that's right. when our two year old and you had picked June because you're hoping it's not going to be so hot. Exactly. Yet. Yeah. yeah. And it was extremely hot. I I believe it was 112 real fuel. Oh my god. With so much humidity, and yeah. uh, our two year old, once she was on the boat, she said, "Nope, I'm not having this." So she started crying. So I had to go to the back of the boat with her and just try to calm her down. I was going over colors and numbers with her. Oh, I, her think, down. I think the the water was really choppy as well. So that oh, so the heat and the choppiness yeah. of yeah, the ferry. Yeah. Oh. She was just not happy. Once once we got to Virgin Gorda, what we had done was we had booked through Speedies and they they sold the bus ticket to Virgin Gorda as well, like the the, the baths. Right. And we got off the ferry and we got on the bus right away, the, the open air bus or the open air taxi that is. Mm-hmm. And uh, from there, we got to the, the baths and we used the facilities yeah. and uh, got the tickets. And then we walked down. And when, when, we, when we got down there, it, there were, I think there were maybe 10 people. Yeah. Oh, it wow. Was, it, like it was, it was we had the whole place to ourselves. Yeah. Like, it was very nice. We had enough time to just enjoy that portion of mm-hmm. the beach before any groups from Speedies and or Disney, Disney came. In. came. Yeah. Like it was just, it was very nice. We were just, we had, we were able to do whatever we wanted for a, for a long time. I think a good half an hour, 45, 45 minutes. minutes. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it was so funny. As soon as the Disney crew uh, group came in, we're like, all right, time to go. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we, yeah. We, um, from there we got a, we got, I mean, we, that was, it was so hot and going down to the beach there, there's like bushes, like that go up, up into the air, but they're, they're yeah, quite high, they're yeah. quite tall and they block all wind. So all it's a suffocating. Yeah. yeah. And I was just baking in there and I was carrying the two-year-old the whole time. Yeah. And I, once we, once we saw the water, at it the was, beach, we just ran right. I'm like, I need water. I need to cool down. And it's perfect. The temperature was perfect. It was great. Um, once you're in the water, you don't feel anything. But it's just that, and, and especially if you Initially. have little kids, like just be mindful of that. You know that you might. I mean, you want to carry them, obviously, but you, a carrier might not be the best for either you or the kid because that's just going to get really hot. Yeah. But yeah, as soon as you're down, just bear that heat for a little bit. But as soon as you're down there, it's just it's great. Yeah. 
And then after that, we got out, out, out the water and we wanted to go to the baths. So then mm-hmm. we, we saw some arrows. We started following them. And there were a lot of points where I was almost crawling uh, with the two-year-old, still carrying the two-year-old. And then we were we had to wade through some, I think it was uh, knee-high. knee-high water. Oh, wow. And, and then another ladder that was covered in sand and wet. And there were like the ropes that you had to grab onto and climb up or climb down. And there yeah, were people who had thing, yeah. been there already who were coming back. Uh, towards us because they didn't want to go any further because some of them were like okay this this doesn't make sense like it's not going to go anywhere or they just weren't sure where it would go and i knew like yes there is a way to go so we kept on going and they were just surprised oh my god there's a baby here <laughs> like, yes, there's a baby here this baby's gonna be a hiker so yeah, yeah this baby's going all the way and yeah, we made it. We we made it all the way to the beach, and then we we didn't go to the water right away. Yeah, we ate. We, ate. A... we were hungry. We were very hungry. Yeah. There's a little restaurant right there. I forgot what it's called. Poor man's restaurant or something like that. We had uh, cheeseburgers, fries. I had the the painkiller drink. Oh yeah, oh, so they're amazing. famous for that. So they're famous for that in the Caribbean. And then once we were nice and full, we thought we thought, all right, let's get back in the water. And then that's what we did until. I think boarding time on the ship was 4.40, no, 5.30. I think it was mm-hmm. 5.30. So I we, I got the ticket back uh, on the ferry for 3 o'clock. Mm-hmm. So Smart. that's what we ended up doing. And we just and left. We, I mean, again, that be- after we had the food, the beach time there was also great because there was a big group before us that was slowly leaving mm-hmm. and then we got our time in the beach and it wasn't rushed or anything like we were just able to enjoy that mm-hmm. time all of us in the water even the two-year-old and then we slowly like made our way out of there and then to the the bus and or the yeah the transport to back to the ferry so that was that was just it was great it was nothing felt rushed mm-hmm. even like that whole hike through the big boulders and everything like none of it felt rushed awesome yeah. it was all right yeah it was great so you guys were i think pretty adventurous on your first cruise your first port you venture out on your own yes. uh your next port was the beautiful saint thomas of the u.s virgin islands what did you all get up to at saint thomas <laughs> nothing we didn't get off we didn't get off yeah we, we so a couple of things we one we didn't have any excursions booked for that everything was booked out. yeah it was all booked out but two, we were so, I mean, between the heat and just doing so much that that day in, oh, the day before in Tortola, we decided to just enjoy the ship because we hadn't enjoyed the ship much at all. So we just decided yeah. to stay on board and just do some of that stuff with the kids. Because Tortola Day is also pirate night. So we were up late as well. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Once we woke up in the morning where we we didn't even we, we actually put the do not disturb card on, on the door. We're like, we're not getting out. We're gonna order food in and just relax a little bit. Nice. And just All right, well let's Let's talk about Castaway Day, and then we'll hit some highlights of, of the time on board as well, of course, because we can't go, it'd be impossible for us to cover everything you did every day of a seven-day cruise in the show. But I do want to talk about Castaway because this was your first time at Castaway. I know you had pre-booked, you said, the bicycles. And, and this I was going to say, I, I think you said the Stingray, yeah. What did you think of those two experiences, and did you did you get up to some relaxing beach time as well on Castaway? 
So Stingray was fantastic. Our plan was to um, have like a quick breakfast and then we put the two-year-old in the nursery because she wouldn't be allowed in that excursion. And then the three of us got off. We did the whole Stingray excursion, which was really, really nice. It was amazing. Like, again, that didn't feel rushed or anything like that because after you feed the Stingrays, you're allowed allowed some time to just kind of snorkel. Yeah, snorkel around there and just have that fun, you know, have that time to be able to do that as well. And then... Once that was done, Karsh went back on the ship to go get the two-year-old. And then my eight-year-old and I, we went to the beach and got some of the seats kind of reserved and then just kind of got some... You got some snorkel gear and then you got a two. And yeah, so we had, we had the seats reserved as soon as we came down. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we got all of that stuff. And then, yeah, my eight-year-old and I, we were going back and forth in the beach but once he came back, it was almost lunchtime. It was lunchtime. Yeah. yeah. It was lunchtime. So we went to eat and that was, it was such a rush. Oh, well, sorry, not rush. It was just super crowded. It was so crowded. Yeah. Um, that lunchtime was, if one, it was crowded. Two, it was really, really hot. It was extremely hot. It was- so, and then it didn't feel like it just, it felt quite packed. So it didn't feel like everything was moving smoothly. Like, he would have to go get some food, but then if you want something else, you have to reline up. And it, yeah, it was just kind of everything was just all over the place. Yeah. I would say cookies and cookies too can get a bit crazy when you're sailing on the bigger ships. It's a little bit easier when you're sailing on the magic or the wonder because it's just less people on the right. island, frankly. But also going to eat a little bit later if you can wait. Is a is a generally a little bit better if you're going right at noon or even at twelve thirty. That's kind of the mad rush, right? And so it is a little chaotic on the island. Right. It's just I mean, set up. Sorry, towards later time because we were still there when they went back. It was almost like they were closing up. Yeah, so that's the thing. You gotta hit it yeah. right at the sweet spot, right? You can't you can't wait if you wait till like two thirty. It's closed, right? You've got to hit it like. 115 or something it's like a perfect i don't know what the perfect time is but i'm just thinking they'll either earlier or later is a little bit better than that that noon to one hour is like mm-hmm. just the the craziest but in general i think it's a little bit crazy yeah. if you if you are too hot on the island my recommendation and i know this sounds crazy because you only get one day at castaway but is to go back to the ship because it's so quiet on the ship on castaway down and being in cabanas in particular is really, really quiet. And yet yeah. they're still serving lunch on one side, usually. Of cabanas. Right. Yeah, we didn't get to do a whole lot in Castaway. Like there was, there's another area, which I say playground. No, it's not the playground, but like, you know, you can get on there and then like dive off and yep. like, it's stuff to, for the kids to do. We didn't even get around to that part. We could see it, but we yep. just, we couldn't go there. And then we also didn't do the bike ride because it was just so hot. So hot. And we'd just eaten and we were like, we don't want to be on that tarmac. tarmac, Like just that heat just coming up and you've just eaten. So we did not do the bike ride. So we we got back in the water. Yeah. And just just floated around, cool down. Yeah, smart. (laughs) Listen. 
I always tell people if they ask, should I book the bike and the snorkel gear and the tube things ahead of time? I always say no, because you may not end up using them. And it's one of those things that you can always get on the island. It's not one of those things that like sells out, like because people take a bike for an hour and then they return it. So it's really one of those things where I always say play it by ear, Mm -hmm. um, unless you want to do one of the excursions like stingray or parasailing or the you know clear bottom boat or something like that well it sounds like a a nice day at castaway despite the heat because you got some time in the water at least right yeah definitely and that and that's the thing with the stingray they already provide you with the snorkel gear so you don't need to get your your you know extra stuff and like i keep saying like fomo was real so when we got there we were like oh let's get the tube and let's get the snorkel gear but yes you're right we didn't use it because at that point we've already done part of the snorkeling and then you just kind of want to laze in the water and just do those things but yes it's very readily available so if you're in the water and at any point you feel like you'd want to get it you can go purchase it at that point or hire you know rent it at that point plus the ship um docked at 10 30 instead of like earlier so it was oh you had it later yeah Yeah, it was later later, and then so we didn't get to we we didn't get to do much. There was not enough time because I've yeah. seen some itineraries where they're at the ship docks like eight or seven, seven thirty or eight o'clock. Yep, and it's there until like four thirty or something. That's a lot of time. Yeah, but we it was ten thirty to maybe around five thirty, maybe. Okay, um, maybe yeah. but yeah, less time. Well, let's let's talk about some of the highlights on board. Let's not talk food. Let's talk activities first. And let's first talk family activities. What were some of the highlights of things that you all got to do as a family, either frankly, you with the eight-year-old, you with the two-year-old, or you with both the kids? What were kind of the things that seemed to be enjoyable for for us family activities? Day two, we did uh, the princess gathering in the morning. Oh, yeah. And both girls loved it, even though uh, our eight-year-old, she's like, oh, you know, I don't like princesses too much (laughs) and everything. But of course, when she saw them, she's like, oh, they're so nice. I'm like, of course, it's nice. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then once, I mean, we got the photo. But the photo package as well. Yeah. And I know there's like a mixed bag of feelings on that, but we personally enjoyed it and we got so many pictures out of it like mm-hmm. there's constantly you know not only characters but they for like you know, at night they set up these backdrops and things so you can take those pictures and then your characters are dressed as pirates and um constantly like there's things going on so we i don't know we got over 200 or we got like three oh, wow. photos or something like yeah. that any, any chance Good we can get just like yeah. yeah. Uh, and honestly, if you're going to purchase anything more than like, I think it's like 25 photos, you're actually better off with the unlimited package. If you bought, I say this though, with the caveat that you buy it in advance, because it is a little bit of a discount if you buy it in advance. But yeah, if you're going to, if you're going to take, you know, let's say you'll only take 50 pictures on board, but if you're going to buy 30 of those pictures, right. you're actually, it's a good deal to get right. the package. Um, you know, if, unless if you are, you're one of those people who never take pictures, then don't get it. Then it's a waste of your money. So that's just my PSA out there. Yeah. I think it's a, I think it's a great um, deal. Did the kids like any of the family game shows? I imagine 
imagine the eight-year-old, they're kind of geared towards that age, elementary school age, not so we much two-year-old. Okay. That's one thing we want to do next yeah. time. We wanted yeah. to go to the bingo, but we didn't get to do that. No bingo, no yeah. ventriloquist, yeah. no magician. Yeah. We didn't. That's what about the stage shows then? Did you all get yes. to go? So see the, we, the we did take the two-year-old just girl. because we weren't yes. sure how she would be. Yeah. Yep. Um, but we loved Frozen. Yes. That, that was amazing. And Aladdin. And Aladdin. Yeah, that was, that was amazing. We yeah. didn't go see Believe. It was, I think it was the night before uh, disembarkation. And we thought, it's yep. a late. We've got to wake up early, have breakfast. So we, so we didn't, we didn't go, go, go to it. But That's we, okay. You skipped the right one. Right? <laughs> so I've heard. So I've heard. Yeah. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's just it's, the other two are better. Let me just yeah. put that out there. Yeah. I don't actually think any of them are really bad. I just think that the, it's very clear that Aladdin and Frozen are better than mm-hmm. Believe. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, no, that was really nice. Like we were able to get like the popcorn and then he would and we were we were always tag teaming. So I would take the eight year old, go find seats and then have her sit, go get popcorn and stuff. And then he would take like everything for the two year old and drop her off at the nursery, fill out all that paper. Cause, and that's the other thing that I would like to tell anyone that's this thing. If they're going to drop kids at the nursery, there is paperwork and that paperwork does need to be filled out every single time you drop off. Wow. Okay. Well, this is good to know because we never, we never cruised when Nathan was that little. And so we've never experienced that. I didn't realize. So I I knew you had to fill out paperwork, but I didn't know it was every time. It's like every time you drop them off, it's not just, if you're in your mind, you're thinking, okay, it's going to be a two minute thing. I drop off and I run out. It's not. At least give yourself 10 to 15 minutes because if the parents before you are brand new or they have a very, very small baby and they're, you know, they're nervous or anything like that and they have questions. And also if there is a language barrier, that's going to add to your time, which we experienced as well. So there's going to be that paperwork. They want to know things like, what has your kid already eaten or what it would, you know, what do they need to do next? Or like when's bedtime? Like they want to, depending on what day, what time of day you're dropping them, if it's breakfast or right after breakfast, they want to know, you know, what they're going to do next or right. Like, Cause they feed them in that nursery, right? Yes. Yeah. And then nap times and they want to know all of that. Like they, you can't expect them to remember. And one of the sad things that we did come across was guests starting to be rude towards uh, the, the staff members, the cast members. Yeah. And it was hard because it's like, they're taking care of your kids and it's really your responsibility to tell them what your kid requires at what time. So you're actually doing yourself a favor and not and not have any of your activities be interrupted because now they have to call you, you know? So oh, yeah, good point. Yeah. So that's yeah. one thing that I would definitely say, if you're dropping kids off at the nursery, Expect give yourself at least 15, at least, you know, one minutes. parent, give yeah, yourself at least 10 to 15 minutes to do that paperwork, to make sure everything's in place. Yeah. Yeah. Great tip. Right. All right. So what about adult activities? We know you went to the spa, so I imagine you enjoyed that. But were, were you able to get up to and you? Oh, you mentioned you also bought the rainforest passes. I would love to know what you thought of the spa and the rainforest room, and then I'd love to know if you were able to. And I, I'll say, I'm doubting it a little bit because you have an eight-year-old and a two-year-old. And I will say, with our nine-year-old, we have a hard time getting out to the adult-only activities in the evening. But curious as to whether or not you were able to do any of those. We so we love the spa treatment. 
Um, we got uh, what was it? So we went went to Census Spa first. We went we went a little early and got into the rainforest and we did the showers. And then when it was time, we dried off, got into robes, and then sat in the waiting room and got called in. And the massage was great. The treatment itself was great. I fell asleep. As I always do. I think you can all sleep <laughs> as well. Have, yeah. <laughs> and then you heard my snoring. <laughs> Funny. I do remember that. And then we had Yeah, they gave us some time outside in the in the on the on the big balcony. Oh the balcony with the hot tub. Yeah. The old jacuzzi there. So the, we, we had a great time there. And then they gave us tea. So it was very relaxing. It was very nice and relaxing. Yeah. I would definitely recommend if, if anyone's able to get that time again, you know, another couple thing that you, you could do, I would definitely recommend any kind of couple's massage or just a massage for yourself, even if you're going, you know, and you want to just get that for yourself. Mm. It's very nice and relaxing. Then after that, the what adult thing did we do? We went to the mixology. The mixology class. Yeah. Yeah. That was a mixed bag for us. Yeah. We, I think we made really one drink and then the rest of them, they were just they kind of served to us. us. Yeah. We, I, I expected, or I, I thought it would be, we'd be making all the drinks. So we were learning all the drinks, but it was, mm. as we learned only one drink really. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's something I wouldn't go back to again, but we're also not big drinkers. So we are social drinkers. Yeah. We can't just make it and then relax at home. Yeah. Can't, can't do it. So, I mean, it, it depends on how, what people like and what they don't, but I don't mm-hmm. think we would be going back to mixology, no mixology. again. Yeah. No. But other than that, we didn't really get to do much on the adult side. Like you said, you know, with the eight and the two-year-old. And I, again, I'm going to say it, FOMO is real because you're like, do you do things with yourself or do you have fun with your, your kids? Like, where is that balance? Because I think it's at hard. one point we figured out there's like over 200 activities going on at the same time, you know, like, yeah on that, like whatever you're doing, there's so much more happening at the same time. So one thing you have to know when you go on any, I guess, any Disney cruise is you cannot physically do it all. And you can't, you can't like badger yourself about it either because there's no way you can. Yep. I, we always tell people that like pick like the top three things you want to do and prioritize that and put everything else as a, if we have time, we'll do that, but probably, but know that you probably won't get to because there's just honestly, as you mentioned, there's just too many things going on on board at once. It's impossible to do everything. It doesn't surprise me. Like you said about, you know, not being able to do the late night things. You've got a full day and you're up early with the kids and entertaining them. So, you know, There'll be other cruises. So I'm curious. I know Sam asked you about the rainforest room. What did you think of the rainforest room on board the Fantasy? I loved it. I I, I would go I, if I could. I would have it in in my house. You know, I, I loved it. <laughs> we all well, wouldn't we all the <laughs> cold to the the heat and back to the cold. I mean, and then that's a different sense in the air. It just transports you to whatever it, the, the location it said. It was amazing. It so I I had a, a mixed bag of feelings and I think more of it came from the fact that we had kids with us, you know, like I felt like if I was just going to go do that, I would rather do something with the kids or be in the pool with them or go to the aqueduct, you know, any of those things. Like I just, if it was just he, if it was just Karsh and I, then I'd be like, okay, let's go to rainforest and let's go do this. Like it would be a whole different experience than with the kids it's fun but again it's not something i would get that seven day pass for again 
Yeah. I would. Yeah, that's that's fair. Well, they used to you sell, and I are exactly of the same mind. They used to sell day passes, and you could actually buy the day passes in advance as an onboard amenity. And they have really moved away from selling those day passes. They still offer them, I think, but you have to show up the day of and get it. And it's subject to availability. Spoiler alert: I don't think they're ever not available. Yeah, um, I mentioned that I, earlier. I'm, that I'm we've curious. We've seen it on the Wish, but not on all the other ships yet. I'm I'm curious. One of the drawbacks I found on the Rainforest Room pre-COVID, especially on the Fantasy, was it filled up. I mean, it filled up pretty good, and people would leave towels around and things like that. It wasn't didn't feel like it was being like kept up nicely loungers were always not like were always an issue like that was it that like that this time around or did you find it a little bit better than um, than the the warm stone loungers they were always taken oh someone always was sleeping on yeah which sucked because it's like you know you're not giving anyone else a chance and it's not fair that if you're going to sleep you're going to sleep on those you know (laughs) went up Um, there for a nap and and just just camped out on it but the steam rooms the sauna rooms they didn't feel full like there was just like one or two people or some of them were just empty yeah and then the towel ticket it's like a 50 50 like some of the hooks were always taken and then otherwise you would still have some it's like you know, 50-50, you might not get a hook right where you want it because you're in that room. You might have to hang it somewhere else. But yeah, that etiquette was a little 50-50. But I was I was definitely disheartened by the the lounges that it's like no one else would be able to get a chance on those. Yeah. Well, let's shift gears for a second. I always love to talk about food. People know about my love of food on the show. I'm always trying to ferret out new food items, new menus. But this time around, it's just a really simple question. What did you think of the food on board and how did the rotational dining work out for you? Did you enjoy the show aspects? How the kids do? So yeah, how was the food on board and the rotational dining? Do you want us to start with the, well, first night, Remy, and, and go no, from rotational. there? Oh, rotational. Okay, well, yeah, rotational. Yeah, we'll hit, we'll hit the special, yeah. we'll hit the okay. special dining at the end. Okay. Yeah. Uh, rotational. So we enjoyed it in the beginning and then it got little repeated yeah so uh, except the pirate night the pirate night the food was pretty good yeah but the rest of it at the time i think the day four five six yeah it was, seven, it was a hit and miss but one of the things i mean the, the highlight for me was i'm a vegetarian and they were very accommodating to me so mm-hmm. they would you know give me something with tofu or they they would make special dishes for me to something accommodate yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. to accommodate that which was really really nice and so i felt like i always got a different flavor but he did they bring you any Indian food? We asked the guy. So he got a little tired of the regular <laughs> food that was coming out because it was it just wasn't and then the kids were also like just getting the usual mac and cheese mac and or cheese and plain rice or fries or something yeah. like that. And so we ended up asking like, and they have Indian food. Yeah. And then he's like, Yes. He yes. was like, I have to get it cleared by the, the oh, manager. He said, No, he, he said I can put in put it in, put it in for you and then next time you come in, yeah. we'll have it for you. Yeah. So I can't get yeah. it tonight. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. The next time. And right. yeah. Cause they have to go to a completely different place. They got to go to the crew mess basically to get yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, even the Indian food is amazing. Um, yeah. <laughs> I was wondering what you thought. Listen, it you're Indian. Good. I got to ask you great. what you think of the Indian food. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, 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 it would seem to be like a good vegetarian compromise. Cause uh, yes. I feel like there's a lot of great vegetarian Indian food. So yeah. yeah exactly. I and and I mean, yeah. for, I'm a big critique. Uh, I have big critique of Indian food. Like whenever that comes out, I'm like, oh, this is great, or no, there's too much oil, or there's no seasoning, or whatever. But I mean, this- you are from London, girl. <laughs> yes. I mean, like, yeah. we're the Mecca, in our opinion, the Mecca of Indian well, food outside, outside of India. Of India. <laughs> outside of <Yeah>. India. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. The birth of chicken tikka masala, right? <laughs> Which is not an Indian dish, I know. Sam. So. The British, it's a British, <laughs> it's a British Indian, Indian dish. dish. Yes. Yeah. yeah, so, no, I mean, overall, even the Indian food was really nice. The kids, the kids lapped it up great. Yeah, the kids I mean, did did the kids like the show aspect like animators palette has a show and it did they enjoy those okay yeah which ones did you have you would have had turtle talk and animation magic yes correct yes Yes. Yes. great Great. we're not sure what restaurant we had the first night because we because we it was royal it was royal yes uh you missed one of the better menus but you know, is what it, I mean, honestly, though, it's the French menu and you were eating in Remy. So let's talk about Remy for a second, because if you got to, you got to skip the French menu in, in Royal, I'd say Remy is a good, Remy, that's yeah. a good substitute. Did, yeah. did you, before we talk about Remy, did you do anything with Palo on board? Do you have a Palo yeah, dinner or Palo brunch? Yeah, we had Palo brunch. Brunch. Okay. Well, let's start with Palo brunch. I mean, star of the show here before we get to Remy. <laughs> what do you think of uh, Palo brunch? It's usually a fan favorite, uh, but you know, it can be hit or miss. So what do you think of Palo brunch? So I liked it. I wasn't wowed by it. Yeah. I would I would go again, but I would rather go to Remy. Yeah. We okay. I would, we would rather do two nights at Remy yes, than, than do Paulo Brunch. Wow. But wow. If, that's a that's a hot take opinion we have not yeah. had on this show. I'd rather do two <laughs> nights at Remy than one Paulo Brunch. What what about brunch didn't wow you? I mean, it just it was just a bunch of pastries and stuff and and that that initially came out we were like okay you know we could this is okay and then the when the when we got the menu items again it didn't it did it just didn't take us to that next level of but i don't, I don't know if remy ruined it for us like we I, were I thinking think they ruined it for us what, what did you get off what did you get off the the, the entrees? Because we always, sometimes people make the choice, although having listened to our show, I have a feeling you may have not. Sometimes people make the choice of getting the breakfast foods. And I'll tell you, look, I have started to vary. I have a little bit of breakfast food thrown in sometimes. Mm-hmm. But we'll tell you, you got to head straight for those Italian dishes on the entree list. <laughs> we did breakfast. Yeah. We did breakfast food. Oh, yeah, we uh, and okay. we got the pizza. We got the the gorgonzola. Well, right oh, pizza! The pizza is good. Oh, the pizza. Is, we got. The, I think I got the soup. Was the soup is good? the soup is really good too. Both mm. soups are good. Yeah. But the entrees are better. The the uh, lunch or Italian entrees yeah. better than. Not to say the egg dishes aren't good. They're good. Although, the waffle, but they're not like the. They're just. They don't wow. Although don't for wow. Haral, it would have been tough as a vegetarian because you're talking chicken parm and lasagna, and those oh, are not yeah. those are not vegetarian friendly. There were too many options for her. Yeah. Really. I think yeah. that's kind of a soup, and then I think it was like some the, pastries. Yeah, pastries, you. and then there was I think. Did make any exceptions for all for meat? <laughs> you would love it if I was. I would love it. I'm like, come on, let's just go to forward just now for Paulo. Just but, make so, an but so what interests me here? So let's head to Remy for a second because as I think about it i'm like oh the vegetarian side of things there 
That's a little iffy for me. Like, I'm mean, sure I'm look. They that's do a, a separate a, menu, bro. As an amazing chef, I know it's yeah. got to be good. But if I think about some of Sam's favorites off that menu, or well, the menus we've had because they change, like the poulet rouge, the wagyu beef course that's on there, those sorts of I'm things. I'm all about. Like, I'm all Sam's about a, the, Sam's a the carnivore. Meat. I'm Sam's a carnivore. She's a meat I could never, I could never yeah. be a vegetarian. <laughs> it's impossible. I just don't. Yeah. I like vegetables, but not that much. They're not yeah. the star of the show for right. me ever. Yeah, yeah. they're the side I, dish. I had a friend in college. Shout out to my buddy Greg if he's listening to this at all. But out of who developed a meatitarian menu that I think would wow Sam. It was all meat. Everything on the plate was meat, meat based. So there you go. But. Remy, talk us through Remy. You had a great experience at Remy, which some people for some people that is really hit or miss because you got to be adventurous to get in, you know, to to dine in Remy. In my opinion, it, it was homes an and things. Yeah, it was an adventure. Adventure yeah. in our mouth. That's like yeah. that was, that's, that's, that's oh my god. And so talk to talk to folks about some of what you had. Explain the Remy experience to them because we have to pull up the menu real quick. Yeah, I, <laughs> we can't remember the names. We've got so pictures. Much. We got we got pictures taken, but. We don't know. We don't. We, 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 I was so much in awe. And then yeah. like a server, Roberto, right? I will remember his name forever. <laughs> I'm like, I would hire you just to describe what's on my plate. <laughs> right? It was so amazing. It was so amazing. Um, they are pretty amazing. We've ha- we have had the experience at Remy and also at Enchante on the Wish with just the most amazing professional servers. If you, you know, went to a three Michelin, two Michelin or one Michelin star restaurant and any place around the world, these folks would measure up. I mean, they're right. so good and they know exactly everything that's in the dishes. As Brian mentioned, this is a re- very adventurous food. You need to give yourself over to the chef. You can have some dietary restrictions mm-hmm. like being a vegetarian or being a meat eater, right? You, those are fine. Mm-hmm. Um, you just got to tell them up front. Mm-hmm. But if you have a lot of very specific food restrictions or food allergies, it is going to be a little bit harder. I don't consider vegetarian to be a difficult one for fine dining to accommodate. Um, I think vegan would be harder. Right. Yeah. So they had a vegetarian menu. So she was able to enjoy everything that she wanted. I chose the beef side of things. And I felt like every single time there was a new plate in front of me, this combination of flavors that I never thought would go together, and it just blew my mind. It's same thing for you, right? It just it just blew my mind every every time we tried something new. And and the thing is, when you're looking at those those portions, you're just like, this isn't going to fill me. Like oh, it, is- it always does. Yeah. We had- we had a tasting menu one time that was supposed to be 21 bites, and it was literally like 21 bites. 20 bites of food was a lot of food. Let me just tell you that much. Yeah. 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 Like, so I, I had, the, for me, there was like the asparagus. And like when they first start, it's this, this little thing. Like, I think it's like a Parmesan thing filled with some foam of asparagus or cauliflower or something. And just those, like they call it like the palate cleanser. And then there's like this other soup and, and it's so tiny, but it's as you get past like three or four courses, you're like, wow, I'm filling up. I want to make sure I have enough space for the next. And then you're like, do I finish this even though it's so small or do I save space? Like, it, yeah, it was it was such an adventure. Yeah, the bread was amazing. They, they, it came with the three kinds of butter. Yeah. Um, and I know you love the, the red pepper one. Yes. And I just love the, the, the regular butter. Yeah. Uh, just the flavor was so rich. The seaweed one was a little bit too strong for me. 
Mm-hmm. But I did like 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 the rest of them. Yeah. And then, and then yeah, you had the wagyu beef. I had the wagyu beef. And I had, I think I had the the gnocchi. Yeah, yeah, yeah I had yeah, the, yeah, gnocchi the gnocchi, and it was, it's like you haven't had gnocchi like that before, even in Italy. I was like, I've had, I had plates and plates of gnocchi, gnocchi in Italy. Italy. Like all yeah. I, when I was in Italy, all I ate was gnocchi yeah. all day, every day. Like I would never tire of it. I'm like, this is a whole nother level. And it's only five little pieces of gnocchi, but it's <laughs> like one more. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and then I the cheeses it. came out and and, oh. and he was just describing the yeah. cheeses his soft velvety voice <laughs> and i'm like roberto please talk to me like, just tell me anything just keep on just, talking please just tell me food it's like yeah, very white like discussing food or something yes. right? yeah. i love yeah. it oh. no i mean it was it was just this this great like party in your mouth like just amazing food um mm-hmm. and then like slowly the dessert started rolling out they did because it was also our our 13 year anniversary so Aww. they came, they brought like a special cake for that yeah they, they brought this egg and then they opened up that egg and yeah. there was a cake in there and oh the egg the golden egg yes, the golden yeah. egg, yes. <laughs> yeah. they do that at enchante as well as remy yeah oh, for, and, oh. and it's for any like if it's your birthday it's an anniversary they do this little like chocolate cake thing yes mm-hmm. i don't yes. know how to just then it. at that point we were like we because we thought okay that would be it but along with that they bring other desserts other and you're desserts. like okay now i, I have can't. to call it like yes yeah, so we just much. we had a bite of each and that was it like we wouldn't finish it because we're like we, we actually <laughs> physically yeah. cannot anymore <laughs> yeah i Same. couldn't walk after that I'm like i need yeah, to roll me out of here it's just too much <laughs> i love it <laughs> I love it. Well, it sounds like all in all a good food experience between, you know, cabanas, I'm sure was fine for, you know, the quick service stuff. Some pool deck food is fine to get the kids, you know, some pizza, hamburgers, whatnot. Some, you know, decent rotational dining, but of course the star being, you know, Remy dinner. I love that you guys did that. I think there are a lot of people who are just a little bit wary because they're just not willing or they're nervous about being adventurous. But I say if you've got an adventurous palate, dive in yeah. head first and go to Remy for dinner. For dinner. I am not as big a big a bigger fan of the brunch. Mm-hmm. It's good, but there's a lot of focus on the champagne pairings. And as much as I love champagne, it's a lot of champagne mm. for a morning. That's just yeah. I know I don't I can't remember if we touched on the pools or not but the pools we didn't we couldn't really get on them so I don't know if many people know or don't know or if they're first time you know cruisers good point you cannot take an unpotty trained child into any of those pools or anything that holds uh, like any body of water on that ship, it's yep. got to be sort of running water. So the the pad, the splash pad, I think it yeah, was called. Pad. Our two year old could go on that with the the swim diapers, and mm-hmm. that's about all she could do. Which wasn't. It, it's not bad. I mean, I, I'm making it sound like it's not fun. She had a blast. She had isn't had an amazing time. Mm-hmm. She just cannot get into any of the pools. And also on the side, there's like this little water, like with the little right um, by the windows. Yeah, yeah like a waiting box. pool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a really good point, Haral, because I do think there are a lot of people who go onto a ship and they assume with a very young child that they're going to be able to swim. And a lot of those little kids love to swim and love the water, yeah. and then they get really upset because they can't go in those pools. 
And that's the case on all cruise ships. Let me put that out there. This is not a Disney Cruise Line thing. It's because they use seawater mm-hmm. on board cruise ships, not chlorinated water, which does not kill the bacteria in feces at the same way that chlorine can. And so that's why they're worried about number twos in the pool. And that's why they do not allow, because even if you're wearing a swim diaper, guess what? There's a number two sitting in that swim diaper, yep. right? So that's why they do it. Mm. it. It is one of those things that is unfortunate for the little ones, but it's just something to know going in. Yeah. You can, They can, of course, swim at the beach. There's no restrictions at the beach, you know, yeah. Castaway or any of the other beaches. But yeah. it is something really important. I think it's a really good it, point to make. Yeah, it was a surprise for us. But I think we saw a couple of the other parents get really upset about that fact. And I think, you know, anyone listening, first-time cruises, and they're going to go with a, a not-potty-trained child, should go with that mind frame of they will not be allowed in any of the body of waters on the ship. Yeah. And if it's going to really upset you, then wait till your kid is potty trained. I mean, I hate saying that, but that's really like, if it's going to be something you can't deal with, then your family's just not ready for a cruise yet because there's just no way around it. It's to be honest. The funny thing is like car shit. Well, me, I was like, Oh my God, she's just going on the splash pad. Like she might, be tired of it and she might be bored and I just want to take her in the, in the water and I just want to take the thing is that's us as adults as parents thinking all these things the kids are having a blast like she, she had a great time she didn't care if she didn't she's care. touching the same fish or going on the same slide over and over and over again so it's us as adults thinking those things but she was having a blast All right, before we head into rapid fire, I guess I just wanted to ask one last question, which is any big memories out of this cruise that you wanted to be sure to share? Yes. So one of the days we were walking around on the ship, just enjoying the ship, and Captain Mickey was walking around. And I think we had just, we had, we were were doing the undercover yeah, the, the, detective, the game. detective game. Oh, yeah, the midship the detective. Yes. And we found yeah. Captain Mickey and our eight-year-old, you know, we, we, we told her, hey, let's go, let's, let's get a picture. Initially, it looked like Captain Mickey was just there as a character that you could just kind of take pictures with, like he was just meant to be in that space. But... But no, the the cast member that was with Mickey said, uh, "Oh, he's not going to stay. He's he's doing his rounds, so he might just start walking." Yeah. So he said, oh, "Okay, let's take a quick picture." But then, next thing we know, he grabbed her or her uh, hand. Yeah. So and just start walking. Oh, hold on. Okay. So it was our daughter's turn to take go take a picture, and as soon as she goes up there, he grabs her hand and just starts walking, and he's <laughs> walking for at least two minutes to the next stop. And she was just in awe, like, Mickey has my hand, and we're walking, and it's just the two of us, and this is the most amazing thing. So, and we're obviously following right behind, and our two-year-old actually learned to say Mickey and Minnie on the ship. So she was like, Mickey, Mickey, you know, so she's saying his name, our our eight-year-old's holding her hand, uh, you know, his hand. And yeah, I mean, that's, that's a fantastic memory for not only us, but both the kids, like, yeah. you know, just who gets to hold Mickey's hand and then just randomly the and just walk around the ship. I love that. You know, and it was, it was 
Oh man, it was just so heartfelling. And I would say that to parents, like if you see any, any of the characters just walking around, wait two minutes, like you might be able to make that memory, you know, your, your, your son or daughter will be able to walk with a character. And that's just such a, such a fulfilling memory. Like so amazing. I love that. We have, we have a couple of those memories from the parks and from the cruise line, and you just cannot recreate that Disney magic. Those moments are incredible. Not at all. Yeah. 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 It definitely brought tears to our eyes. Even talking about it now, it just, it fills your heart so much. Like you get goosebumps. Oh, I love it. (laughs) Well, it sounds like an amazing cruise, an amazing first time on Disney Cruise Line. I've got one more question for you at the end of the show. But for now, we've reached that point in the show where I need to hand you over to Sam for some arbitrary questions, some arbitrary rules and a dash of judgment of the round we know as rapid fire. So Sam, take it away. All right, you guys, this is Rapid Fire, where I'm going to ask you some of your Disney favorites and Disney Cruise Line favorites. Now, of course, you've only been on the fantasy, so your Disney Cruise Line answers have to be limited to your experience on the fantasy, so personal experience. All right, we're going to start with Disney favorites. Who is your favorite Disney character? And by Disney, that means anything that Disney owns, okay? So, Karsh, we're going to start with you since you are obviously the Disney lover in the family. So, I feel like I got to start there. My favorite is, is uh, Jack Skellington. Oh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Nice. All right, Haral, who is your favorite Disney character? I'll go with Tiana. Very nice. Love it. All right, favorite Disney movie, and the same parameters apply. Anything that Disney owns. Haral, let's start with you. Hocus Pocus. Oh, nice. Oh, you guys like like some Halloween stuff around there. All right. Karsh, what is your favorite? I'm going to guess you're going to say Nightmare Before Christmas. It is. Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> yes. Nice. Yeah. Anyone who loves Jack Skellington that much has to love that movie. You even got a 13-foot Jack Skellington from Home Depot for the <laughs> Yeah. I saw is that. He, I saw he, that online. I saw that he, online. I think Chris in the Concierge Lounge, if you're out there listening, I think you were the one who pointed it our way because you have yes. an amazing... Oh, he has a great... He's on twice online. (laughs) Ah, nice. Is he out on your lawn yet? Not yet. Not yet. Okay, we're we're recording in September, so just that's why I'm asking. Okay. Favorite Disney song, Karsh? Jack's Lament. Ah. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. It it, it sings to me. It's just... It It calls you. It feels so deep, you know? And (laughs) this is a man who has all the power, but he still... It's not enough, and it, it, he has this emptiness in him. That's <laughs> it, it sings to me. Obviously, I'm not powerful, but nothing to do with me, really. But I just love the song, really. I love it. I love it. All right, Haral, what's your favorite? I love the new Aladdin song with the the Prince Ali. Oh no, I love it. All right, nice. Okay, now we've got to talk favorite Disney Cruise Line stage show because we've been talking about music. So on Disney Cruise Line, you got to see two shows. You saw Frozen and you saw Aladdin. Which one is better, Haral? It's oh, a tough one, but I guess I'll go Aladdin. <laughs> Fro- Wrong answer. Karsh? Fro- oh. for me. Yep. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. At least one of you got it right. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, these are favorites, but as Brian mentioned, there is going to be judgment. (laughs) Unwarranted and at times incorrect judgment, but judgment nonetheless. (laughs) No, judgment nonetheless. This is my game. I make the rules. Okay. Favorite rotational dining. This one actually doesn't have a right answer. So, but Karsh, I'll start with you. I would go with the animator's palette. 
I just loved how the colors in the room changed. And then we had the the drawing show. I, I, I forgot what it's called, but... Animation magic. Animation magic, yeah. I just love that. And so, yeah. yeah, Awesome. I'd go with the Royal Court, and that's mainly for the Pirate Night menu. Oh, nice. Okay. Well, that menu is the same in all the restaurants, but that's okay. You're allowed to still pick Royal Court, but I'm glad I'm glad that you like the pirate menu. They, you know, it's not my favorite menu, but it it is better than it used to be. I'll say that. And it is a little bit more flavorful than some of the other menus. Some of the other menus are kind of bland, and that one has a little bit more spice to it, a little yeah. more Caribbean flavor to yeah. it. All right. Favorite space to relax on the ship. Haral, we'll start with you. The deck on the senses, like right after you're done with the spa. And then you just, oh, yeah. it's, it's like, it's just you. Yeah, yeah. Love it. What about you, Karsh? I would say just the balcony off the room. Like there were, oh, there were yeah. times when I closed the door and I was the only one outside and I was just listening to the water, the waves go by. There were birds flying and it was just peaceful. It was peaceful. I love that. All right. Favorite onboard activity other than just, you know, sitting on the veranda or sitting on the deck after the spa appointment. So Karsh, let's start with you for this one. It have to be the spa, the spa for me, well, the rainforest for me. That, 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 that was really that was relaxing for me. It was, I don't know, it, it, it took me away and I was just, it was just me and the water. Mm-hmm. And it was just awesome. Nice. All right. Um, I don't know where to start, but one of the things that was also relaxing for me was the cafe. What was that cafe's name? Oh, the Cove Cafe. Yes. Oh, no. I mean, you just went to the Vista Cafe. Vista. Oh, Vista Cafe. Oh, yeah. Same drinks. Same drinks at both, but the Vista one is the one off the atrium. Yes. And just sitting there and having one of their, um, I think it was pomegranate, like mint Strawberry basil. Strawberry. Strawberry yes. Strawberry. It was just, it was very nice. It was, it was very refreshing. Very, uh-huh. So nice. Oh, I love that. Okay. We're going to talk food really quick here. Favorite sweet item and favorite savory item is what I want to know. So we're going to start with the sweet. This could be anywhere on board, right? So one sweet item that you just loved on board, Haral. <laughs> So much to choose from. <laughs> I mean, it could even be soft serve, right? Like it's yeah. there's so yeah, I much. Think, I, I think that's what came to mind first. Yeah, the soft serve. Yeah, I love it. All right, Karsh. <laughs> I don't remember where, but there was an orange cake in there somewhere. Cabanas. Oh, not orange cake. Sorry, carrot cake. I, I apologize. Oh, carrot cake. And yes, it was. It, it, it was really good. Cabanas. That's the really? embarkation day. Carrot cake, yes. There, yeah. People love that. I love the Oreo cheesecake. Other people love the carrot cake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Favorite savory item on board. Karsh, we're starting with you this time. One of the mornings in Cabanas, there was this Mexican burrito type wrap oh, thing. The hot pocket, the Mexican and hot I pocket. And I thought, yes. I, I hope they make this, you know, another day. But that was it. And I'm like, why? This is so delicious. And Brian I, loves that damn Mexican yeah, hot pot. Oh my god, it was amazing! It was so good. Oh, it was so good. Yeah, we're literally constantly looking for that darn hot pocket every time, every trip. <laughs> I love it. It's, and and it's the same. It's like it's not. 
they don't have it every day. You might see it twice. You might only see it once. Right. Like, who knows? Yeah. Haral, what was your favorite scene? I don't know what it was, but the Cabana's pizza, whatever that base, the base, it's not like your regular pizza base, but it was just, it was yeah. so nice. It, and that hot pizza coming in. Yeah. The pizza was very nice. Oh, I like it. All right, you guys, my last question. It's a question I ask everyone who comes on this show and gets to do a rapid fire round, which is your bucket list cruise. If you could go anywhere in the world on a Disney Cruise Line ship, doesn't even have to be someplace Disney Cruise Line currently sailed or currently sails, where are you going to go, Haral? I want to go to Asia. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe you'll be on the new Disney adventure. Yeah. in a couple of years. All right, Karsh, where are you going? So I would love to go to Antarctica. And ah, you're going to have to go to a small ship then. Yeah, yeah. I know. If only a Disney ship yeah. would go there, you know, and yeah. that would be amazing. But so that's like my fantasy. But if, but the actual cruises, I would love to do a Medi, Mediterranean oh, yeah. Medi- Greek Isles. Oh yeah. That would be a great one. Yeah. Well, awesome, you guys. And I know, thank you for playing. We're all winners, even though Karsh got the right yes. the right answer to the stage show. So I've got to give him a little bit of an edge there. I appreciate it. <laughs> but that's because he's listened to the show. He knows what the right answers are. <laughs> I love how we do a segment on guest opinion and there are right answers. But let me ask my last question where your opinion actually counts, which is so this was your first Disney Cruise Line sailing. Are you hooked? Are you going back? You got anything planned in the future? Did you grab the placeholder on board? Yeah. What's next? Yes. So we got a placeholder and yep. we, and next October we are going on a four night Halloween. And nice. Yeah. It's going to be the wish. It's yep. going to go to Nassau and come back. And, and then in November, um, the next month, right after, we're going um, back on the fantasy. Back on the fantasy. Back to Eastern. Back to Eastern Caribbean. Hey. It's going to be a, a, a merry, a very merry, uh, yeah, very merry cruise. The, the merry time, merry, yeah. Christmas cruise, yes. Yeah, and it's going to be a party of. It's going to be a party of fourteen to sixteen people. <laughs> wow. Um, we talked our neighbors into cruising. They 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 saw how excited we were. Mm-hmm. And they said, Well, okay, let's let's try this. So I said, Okay, well, since you're going, we love your cousins. Invite <laughs> them over. So then okay. So then they invited two of their cousins and their families. So, so initially we'd offered, we, we'd said, you know, why don't we do that small cruise like of the four day or something? And I guess we have the correct friends because they were like four days. Who does four days? Who does four days? That's right. That's right. These and, see, cru- cruising friends are the best friends. Yes, okay. Yes. And the whole reason why we're doing four nights in October is because we want, we, we made these new friends and we want them to experience cruising as well. They're Disney fanatics. They've got the whole... They, they, they have DVC. They yeah. have annual pass uh, passes. They go, they go to twice DVC, a year. Yeah, two to three times a year. But they've never gone cruising. And I thought, you need to join us. So they said, yeah, yeah okay. But then... When I when I suggested the seven night, they said no, that's too much. I said too much. Okay, yeah. Well, so we're gonna ease them in into the four ease night the four for night. that Halloween uh, wish cruise, and then yeah. I'm sure we'll get more out. We'll get more. Out. <laughs> I yeah. love it. I love it. Awesome. Nice. Well. Glad that you've caught the bug a bit. Watch your bank account. That is a hazard of being a Disney Cruise Line fanatic, but glad you caught the bug. And 
just thank you so much to both of you for coming on and sharing your fabulous experience with your first time with Disney Cruise Line with all of our listeners. We really, really appreciate it. Uh, thank you. you. And thank I think so we much. want to say that we caught the bug because of you guys. You, <laughs> you somehow pushed that bug through the podcast. Yeah. You heard it here first. I'm the sorry. DCL duo is highly, highly contagious. <laughs> <laughs> big thank you to all of you out there for listening this week. We really, really appreciate it. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast. You can keep getting great content from the DCL duo each week. We'd also love it if you'd head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. If you hit those five stars, that's great. If you leave us a written review along with a five-star review, we will be sure to read it on the air at the end of one of our main episodes. If you're hovering over anything less than five stars, we really want you to reach out to us so we can take your feedback. Best way to do that, head to dclduo.com to find all the ways to connect with us. It links to our podcast, our vlog, our blog, has all the ways you can connect with us on social media, has our Etsy store where you can find our fun beach bags and magnets that we designed as enthusiasts of each of the Disney Cruise Line ships, has a link off to our Patreon. If you'd like to help support the show, we really truly appreciate each and every one of our Patreons for helping to support the show each and every month, has a link off to our show sponsor, My Path Unwinding, where you can get more information about booking a fabulous vacation, which also really helps to support our show. All the things are there, including a way you can sign up to be a guest on the show if you'd like to share your Disney Cruise Line experience. Most importantly, you can always email us at dclduo at gmail.com if you'd like to connect with us, or you can call our voicemail line if you'd like to leave us a message. We love to include the voices of our listeners in our show. Just dial 402-413-5590. That's 402-413-5590. And that will head straight to our Google Voice voicemail line. The DCL Duo podcast is not affiliated with Disney Cruise Line, the Disney Company, or the Disney family of theme parks. The views expressed on the show are solely those of the individuals on the podcast and in no way reflect the views of the Disney company or Disney Cruise Line. If you have questions about a Disney cruise or a Disney vacation, please contact Disney directly or your own travel agent or the great folks over at My Path Unwinding Travel. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time for another fabulous Disney adventure with a DCL duo. Good night.